Hey, this is Taj Jackson from 3T, and I just want to congratulate the MJ cast on their 50th show. I'm really looking forward to many, many more. And to the Jackson fans who've supported my family throughout the years, I can't thank you enough for everything you've done. We truly appreciate it. Hello, this is Sil Motilla, author of the first book of Michael. Congratulations to the MJ cast on reaching their 50th episode. Good morning, this is Private Investigator Scott Ross from Los Angeles. Just wanted to congratulate the MJ cast on their 50th broadcast and wish them continued success. Thanks a lot for listening and thanks a lot for calling me. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Elizabeth. And we are from the Journal of Michael Jackson Academic Studies. And Michael Jackson's dream lives on an academic conversation. Congratulations, MJ cast, with your 50th episode. Congratulations, guys. We're so, so proud of you and everything you do in the world of Michael Jackson studies and Michael Jackson fandom worldwide. We really, really appreciate everything you do. And we see you definitely getting to your 100th episode in no time at all. So well done. Have a glass of champagne for us and lots of love. Hi, this is Kevin Stay, dancer and associate choreographer for Michael Jackson, and you're listening to The MJ Cast. Congratulations on 50 fantastic shows. Hi, this is Damien Shields, author of Escape Origins, the songs and stories that Michael Jackson left behind. Congratulations to The MJ Cast on 50 incredible episodes. Hey guys, it's Brad Sundberg from In the Studio with MJ. So happy to celebrate your 50th show. Congratulations. Uh, you guys are awesome at what you do. Keep up the good work. Hi, MJ Cast listeners. It's MJ sculptor Diana Walzak. Congratulations, MJ Cast, on 50 episodes. They rock. Keep them coming. Hi, this is Andy Healy, creator of the MJ 101 series, wishing Jamin and Q a very happy 50th episode. Thanks for everything you do for the MJ community, guys, and here's to many, many more years of great episodes of the MJ Cast. Congratulations. The following is a presentation from the MJ Cast. The Internet's premier podcast on all things Michael Jackson. You're listening to the MJ Cast by MJ fans or MJ fans. The idea is to uh, innovate, or else why, why am I doing it? When I create my music, I feel like an instrument of nature. You let it create itself, really. I know I do. And I love to entertain. That's, that's one of my favorite things. Welcome to the MJ Cast, your source of news and discussion on the King of Pop. Hello and welcome to the MJ Cast. This is episode 50. We're so excited. This is our 50th episode special. I'm Jamin Bull. I'm also here with my co-host Q. Q, how are you? Hello, everyone. Welcome to season three. We are back after our break. Thank you for your patience. We are we thank you also very quickly. I just wanted to say thank you for people that participated in filling out our survey. We really appreciate that. Uh, And also, we hope that you enjoyed episode 49 which we dropped without any promo, and that was a season two mixtape. So that is over two hours, I think 31 tracks of some of our favorite songs. So if you have missed out on that, that means you're not subscribed. So sorry, but that's the awesome stuff that you shouldn't miss out on. So thanks for uh, downloading and enjoying that episode 49, the season two mixtape. But we're also joined by a few other people today, Jamin. We sure are. We've got returning guest host, Charles Thompson from England. How are you, Charles? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? 
very excited. Thanks for joining us again. You, you were on our uh, debut episode for season two and now for three as well. Fabulous. What was, what was the debut for season two? Chalk. We spoke about chalk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so a slightly different vibe to today's episode. <laughs> we're also joined by a special someone from Liverpool, YouTube sensation Laura. How are you, Laura? I'm so excited. YouTube sensation is a bit of an overstatement, but thank you so much. I will take it. <laughs> you take that, Laura. That's how I discovered you, and that's where this invitation came from. Uh, I love your channel. What is the name of your YouTube channel that you can share oh, with everyone? Thank you so much. It's called The Book of Laura, and it's got a bunch of Michael content on there. I just love spreading the love of MJ, and there's also some other things in there, a bit of something for everyone. There is. Well, we've got an exciting episode for you today, something that just came together within the last few days, but we wanted to mark the 50th episode of the MJ cast with a momentous occasion and guest, and we were able to get on the line a member of the Jackson 5, a member of the Jacksons, guitarist Tito Jackson. We were so thrilled to be able to speak with Tito. Yes, so what you're going to be hearing very soon is something that we did and it might seem a little bit funny at this or confusing at the start. So what happened was Laura was going to be joining us for episode 50, our season three launch. So we actually have a show notes to record with Laura of all the latest news and discussion with Laura. And it would have been a really great show, but all of a sudden at the last minute, just the other day, in in a matter of hours, we managed to get an interview set up with Tito Jackson, which we really put our thanks out to Taj Jackson for assisting with setting that up. And we really appreciate that. So what we decided to do was even though we already had Laura scheduled, we invited Charles to join us because he's a huge Jackson's fan as well. So we thought what a great opportunity to sort of, I guess, punk Laura and not tell her until <laughs> the last minute that we're going to be interviewing Tito Jackson instead of talking about all the latest news stories. So what you're going to hear at the start is actually our fake out with Laura when we broke the news to her that, guess what, you're interviewing Tito Jackson today. And, uh, yeah, so we hope you find that little intro uh, entertaining. And if you head over to Laura's channel, I believe she's going to make a little video which might even show her reaction as it happened. The biggest did... smile you will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's cut to that now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 50 of the MJ Cast. Today's recording date is Saturday, the 18th of February for us here in Australia. But we are joined by some other people. Firstly, my co-host, Jamin. Hello, Jamin. Welcome back from the break and welcome to Season 3, Episode 50. Hey, Q. I'm so excited to be here. It's been a, a long Christmas break, but we're back and we're ready for a totally new uh, season with lots of exciting news stories, especially in today's episode. Well, yes, there is a lot to catch up on. And Charles, hello. Welcome, Charles Thompson. You're joining us today as well. Hello. You're okay. 
Yes, we are very well. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, we look forward to your input today on some of these topics. And we also have a special guest host with us today, someone that uh, was actually one of my finds of the week back in uh, early in season two. I think it was from, was it Ale or Sandra? I can't remember. One of our um, MJ Cast and Espanol hosts actually popped me onto Laura's channel. I want to say a special hello and welcome to the MJ Cast for the first time to Laura. Hi, Laura. Hey! I'm so very excited right now. I'm buzzing like a big fizzy pop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's the next step up from that? I guess that would be a, a shaken up bottle of champagne then. Exactly. Or explosion. Who knows? Oh, hilarious, hilarious. Well, we're very happy to have you on board and, and you're recording from England, I believe. Yes, freezing cold England. I, I was just talking with Charles before because he was like, oh, I need to go to bed by a certain time because I've got plans tomorrow. And I was like, oh, you're going to have a lovely picnic in a park. And he's like, no, not in this weather in England. No, no, not unless you want serious hypothermia. <laughs> so bad oh dear i do prefer cold weather though so i'd probably sort of enjoy that i need some of that australian sun i need it much more Mm. my style no hey um laura laura i'm just gonna Uh interrupt for a second i just could i I just get you to go to one note for a second yeah um i've i've just made a quick change could you look at the episode list yeah We've just done um, doing a, a bit of a last-minute change okay. to the show. So instead of the show notes that we sort of prepared with you, yeah, something came up at the last minute and we've had to do a bit of a change to the show. Okay. You're going to be joining us. Can you, You're going to be joining us to interview Tito Jackson. Shut up. We're serious. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing what now? Me, you, Charles and Jamin. Today, very last minute, episode 50 got changed to a Tito Jackson special. And Uh, you're you're joining us. Jamin, you are messing with my mind right now. What is that? We're serious. Oh, my days. This is insane. Okay, I'm going to get myself together. I'm going to talk with Jackson. (laughs) Well, here we are, our special 50th episode of the MJ cast. We're so excited because for the first time we have a Jackson sibling on the line. How exciting for us. Guitarist of the Jackson 5 and the Jacksons, we are here with Tito Jackson. I'm also joined by co-host Q and guest hosts Charles Thompson and Laura Nicholson. Q, how are you, mate? I am very excited. We have Tito Jackson on the line for our 50th episode. What an incredible dream come true. Absolutely. This is awesome. And Charlie, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And uh, thanks for inviting me on. It's a real pleasure. No worries. And Laura, first time on the MJ cast, how are you? Mate, this is the best day of my life. I can't stop smiling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, first up, Tito, we just really quickly wanted to ask how your mum and your dad are doing. They're doing a lot better. They're feeling good. And my 
dad is on a cruise, which he shouldn't be, but he's on a cruise. <laughs> I'm sure that was doctor's orders, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but he feels that is what keeps him healthy. So who can argue with that? Yeah, we've been following his social media and seeing lots and lots of great photos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The strength of both of your parents is just incredible and beyond compare. So we're glad to hear that they're doing well. Thank you very much for asking. I really just wanted to say a massive thank you, Tito, for joining us. Um, it's a real honor to be able to speak to somebody uh, from the Jacksons. I mean, it's a dream come true, literally. So thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Well, I would just like to say is I'm very grateful that you guys thought of me to do this and very thankful for So thank you for that. Oh, it's a pleasure. So I'm going to ask straight up. So you're the last of the Jacksons to release a solo project. You've just dropped Tito Time, your first solo album. Why have you just dropped a solo album now? Well, there's a long story, fellas and lady. (laughs) If you have time, I will tell you. We got all the time you need. Okay, well, at the time when the Jackson 5 was going strong, when we were younger guys, uh, in the beginning of the I Want You Backs and the ABCs and the Dancing Machines, um, I had gotten married uh, sometime during that period. And um, Jackie, Jermaine, and Michael uh, had done solo projects. And I was actually working on a solo project. I believe this was 1974, 75. And at that time, my father moved the group from Motown to Epic Records. And uh, my my project with Motown got washed. So now uh, I don't have a project. And it's up to me to, do, to find an avenue to do a project. But with the heavy schedule of the Jackson 5, I was still tremendously heavy. So at that time, during that time, I had gotten married one week out, out of high school. And then I had my first son uh, uh, two years later. His name was Bernard. <laughs> I'm only kidding. His name is Taj Jackson. <laughs> I was going to say, was... I haven't heard of Bernard. <laughs> and, and, Taj is here, and Taj is here with me, so you should have seen his face when I said that. <laughs> but anyhow, that was a joke. But anyhow, uh, I had my first son, and I named him Taj Jackson. Then shortly after, Taj was lonely, and I had another one a couple of years later. And before I knew it, I had three kids and three boys. So, you know, uh, I wanted to spend time with my sons and make them more, you know, just boys and and teach them baseball and all the other things that little boys do. And I, I wanted to see them grow. So I had said to myself, the Jackson being married and having three sons something's gonna have to give that's too much activity so what i did from that point i just felt that i'll put my solo thing on hold and i'll just manage the other three or four so that's what i did and uh, of course i worked with the boys the music thing was very instrumental in their younger life and the baseball thing and we did all those type of things besides vacations camping and traveling and other things fathers do with sons and uh i did that and it came to a point where i had gotten older and the boys had gone grown and uh out of the house and on their own and have their families and kids. And here I am today, no solo projects still. 
I did attempt to do a few times so project but the hardest thing was finding people that would be interested enough to stick with it and of course th that was my sons who believed in me first because I had told them I need to do a solo project all the family have solo projects the the brothers you know uh even Reby and you guys even have a solo and I don't have anything and I don't want to be the trivia question of the family who wish Jackson don't have an album <laughs> no. you know so I didn't want to be that person and so I, I I started working with my sons and they believed in my music and they wrote songs for me and formulated it and then uh, Michael had heard the music he dug it and told me to keep going and that whole thing and uh, that gave me a lot of strength to, to, to believe in myself because you know, I, I was the quiet member of the family and of the group, I should say, and I was just shy for some reason, and I just felt it was time to climb out the shell. So, uh, you know, I, I, it gave me a lot of strength. I like this song. You should keep going, Tito. And, and I did. I kept going. And so I recorded about four songs with the boys. Then uh, at that time, um, we had a tragedy in my family, which we all know what that is. Yeah, and it really mm. slowed my it really slowed my project down tremendously because mm. what had happened the first few songs I did with the boys I did it in Terrell's studio and I was building a recording studio in my house meanwhile at the time, uh, and uh, when when that happened with my brother that put my project on hold. And, uh, and and the studio I was built building also I wasn't able to work at all and and never long finished construction constructing the studio so uh, uh, finally I gathered the strength I was able to do that and uh, then I had met some other producers that had came to the party that was going to do an album on the Jacksons not an album but a, just a few songs maybe two or three songs. And meanwhile, that was postponed. So I said, why don't I take these guys and I can uh, uh, work with them? Because I like what their music and their direction. And uh, of course, I get that and uh, got a few more songs than, that I had written with them and uh, produced with them as well. And, and before I knew it, I had a complete album with that and, and another group called The Satellite Group. And... Uh, uh, I had put it out my first single, which is "Get It, Baby," and it and it did quite well, and uh, it just gave me a, a lot of encouragement to keep going and just do what I haven't tried to do. I would really like to know what your favorite song is to play live off the album. Well, mm. right now, right now, I haven't tested all the songs. Like I'm getting ready to do the Tom Joyner cruise in about uh, five or six weeks. And I have a song on there called cruising. So I want to, I'm anxious to play that and see how that response is going to get over on the boat. But uh, some of my favorites, I would say I like some of the slower stuff like uh, so far so good uh, on my way home. I like jammer street. I like uh, get it baby. Of course. Yeah. I like one way street. I like a lot of them. I like, to be honest, I like the whole album, <laughs> you know, and I, and I try, it's so hard for me, you know, to judge my, my quality of album, but 
I I listen. I, I I've been with the album. I heard it a hundred times. It and I still listen to it every now and then, and uh, this sounds decent to me. So I enjoy it. And uh, I'm not saying that to to brag or anything because I'm a modest person. But <laughs> I, I was at your show, Tito, um, at Under the Ground, Under the Bridge, I should say, in London. Uh, so I heard a number of the tracks when you played them live, and that was a great show. But I've not heard the uh, the studio versions yet. Will the album be coming out in Europe and America in the same way that it has in Japan? Yes, I'm planning on releasing the album in America on April the 1st, on the birthday of my wife. And uh, uh, that'll be quite interesting. And... Uh, then I'm going to, to be following up. I am going to put a single out in Europe this spring. That's my direction. But it can be obtained uh, through uh, cdjapan.co.jp. We'll definitely make sure to put that link in the show notes. The Japanese special edition looks awesome because it's got that second disc with some songs on there from 3T contributing as well. Exactly. It, it's yeah, it's um- nice. Yeah, you got to record a number of tracks with your sons for this album. So how was that experience after all the support and teaching and guidance you've given them as they launched their own music careers? Uh, it, it was like riding a, 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 a wow horse. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. No, it was great. Uh, but you know what? The thing, they enjoyed it because they've got to chance to tell me what to do and they, they enjoyed it from that aspect but it was great my sons are very talented so i trust their judgment but uh and we hear harmony harmonies and things alike so uh we didn't have any problems in the studio and the songs that uh, they had written for me and chose for the album i like them very very much so uh it gave me encouragement Amazing. Nothing quite like family. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. absolutely. <laughs> Not only that, you know, uh, we harmonize good together and we sound alike. So that's, mm. that's good. Yeah. Amazing. At this moment, I have my music. I don't know if you get SoundCloud. You ever heard of that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yes. If you go to Tito Jackson, you can hear my album on SoundCloud right now. It, it's not to, it can't be downloaded, but you can put an ear on it and and it be you can obtain it if you need to to buy it. You can get, buy it from the uh, website that I did mention earlier. Yeah. That was a cdjapan.co.jp. That's that's correct. That's correct. But anyone out there that wants to listen to the music, they can go to SoundCloud and, of course, type in Tito Jackson or Tito Time, something like that, and and then there it is. And, of course, you've got a number of singles on iTunes as well already from the album, including Get It Baby. Yes, I have Get It Baby. You can, that can be purchased today on iTunes. And uh, that, album, that song also has a very popular line dance that's going – and on in America, it was the line dance of the summer last summer. So I'm very proud of that to see all YouTube videos of the Tito Jackson Get It Baby line dance. <laughs> that must have been a thrill for you to see <laughs> that the song became so popular. Yes, it was. It was very, 
very it felt very good to know that I was the last Jackson to put out a record and and not only being the last Jackson all my other brothers and sisters had charted on the billboard and so did did I so that that was good to know that I I, I made it as we say we made it which was another single yes <laughs> yeah
Hey, this is Taj Jackson of 3T, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. Can I just ask you, um, first of all, I think you're incredible and all your family is incredible. And obviously, you know, you and the rest of the Jacksons have inspired so many musicians. But what artist are you inspired by musically? Well, I'm what they call an old bird. I like ancient musicians like Beethoven. Oh, yes. You know, Yes, and that got go back with I, from there all the way up to modern music. I listen to some some of everyone, uh, but um, my favorite musician is someone like BB King. You know, he's oh. always he's always been a legend in my heart. And and I listen to everything. You know, from Isley Brothers to the modern stuff would be more and more like Bruno Mars and. Of course, uh, Jackson music, Michael, Janet, and 3T, and and uh, all the other groups, Gap Band, and you know we enjoy all the music, Slice, yeah. Family Stones, Air Bread, the BGS. So I have a wide variety that I love. Amazing! I love all of them. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tito. Um... We understand that there's uh, another project in the offing this year, which is a book celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Jackson 5. Um, can you tell us a bit about uh, what the book's going to, what it's going to be about? And um, it, we understand you've got some interesting events lined up to promote it. Well, it's more, it's more, it's not actually, well, it is a book, but it's not a book that you would pick up and read out of a bookstore. It's more like a coffee table book that show photos of the 50 years of the Jacksons, and there's captions as well. So it, it, it shows uh, from the time of Gary days and that whole thing and, you know, the rehearsing and the, the some photos that hasn't been seen before. And, and it goes all the way up to the victory days. The press release said you were going to be doing some global events to promote the book when it comes out. Are you able to give us a hint of what those are going to be? Well, I don't have an outline of my schedule or the activities that they will want us to participate in, but it could be anything from interviews to concerts, so I'm not familiar with everything right at this point. Well, please come back to Australia and do some concerts here. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'd love to. And, uh, and England. I, yes, of course. Matter of fact, uh, I go to England quite a bit and perform, and the brothers will be over there soon. They're Woo. coming over. We're, we're coming over to England in June. How exciting! Speaking of your brothers, um, something I've always wanted to ask about is uh, how's Randy going these days? Where I'm curious why he doesn't perform with with you guys on stage anymore. Randy is doing well. You know, uh, he's just uh, being Randy. He's my youngest brother. And sometimes you don't pop your little brother upside in the head enough. He's hard-headed, so that's the problem. <laughs> he didn't get enough. He didn't get enough thumps upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have got to get him back on stage because he's great. <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, someday we hope to have him soon in the band, and uh, I'm sure that we'll see him again. Great. While we were just speaking about um, touring, I just wanted to jump on, jump in with some details. The Jacksons are performing at the Love Supreme Jazz Festival 
which is 30th of June and 2nd of July. Uh, that's in the UK, I believe. Woo! That's cr- that's, That's correct. Glind Place, Sussex. Tickets are now on sale. We'll have links in the show notes for those upcoming gigs with the Jacksons. Um, wanted to just jump back a little bit in time, Tito, if that's okay. Thanks for all of those years ago, sneaking into that wardrobe, breaking the guitar string and accidentally starting the Jackson 5. Really appreciate that. Uh, and as a boy, though, I guess when you were sneaking in some jams with Joe's guitar while he was away at work, I guess you didn't really expect to become the most popular band in the world who's now celebrating their 50th anniversary. Well, you know, at that time, I was just a hard-headed kid. (laughs) When I look back and think about it, you know, because my father told me not to do something and I did it. But I don't like to take credit of starting the Jackson 5 but if you want to call it starting the Jackson 5, because I was the one Jackson that, that learned the, the popular music on the radio and the, got Jackie and Jermaine in the room trying to sing these songs and all that. Because we were singing one song with my mother called Cotton Fields Back Home when she would wash the dishes. But we never thought about making it a group or anything like that. That's just something we would sing with my mother as she washed dishes. We'd be drying dishes. You know, but then... Uh, when that guitar string broke is what uh, 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 really kicked it off because my father had given me the guitar and told me he wanted me to learn every song on the radio. And I was learning these songs, and uh, Jack and Jermaine were in there singing them, and I joined in singing them. Next thing we calling ourselves a singing group, you know. And then, of course, Michael Marlin were just little babies playing with toys, begging to be <laughs> in the group. And we're bigger brothers, you know. You know how it would be when you're like nine, ten, and eleven, and you got your little two and three year old brothers begging to do something. We used to tell them, "Go play. You're too young." You know. And of course, when Michael had grown old enough to to uh, go to school, he was singing in this play, and his voice was his voice was just uh, automatic. We just couldn't believe what we was hearing, and we rushed him in the group immediately. And uh, Marlon joined at that time, too, and we called ourselves uh, the Jackson Brothers, I think it was, at that time. And we just uh, put the group together. My father heard us singing, and he didn't uh, think we could sing. My mother said, you really need to listen to them. I think they may have some talent, you know. And uh, he gave us a listen, and, and he looked into my mother and uh, said, Kate, these boys do have some talent. And uh, he went out and bought all kind of microphones and amplifiers and all kind of things. And uh, at that time, Jermaine wasn't even playing any guitar or what have you. you know. So I had taught him a few things on the guitar, and, and uh, he was, of course, playing the bass lines on the second guitar because my father had bought himself another one. And... Uh, before you know it, Jermaine was playing bass, and uh, then that's how he started playing. And uh, we called us up to, and Michael was playing conga drums, <laughs> but we didn't have bungles. He was playing them on a Quaker oatmeal boxes. We, <laughs> yeah, and because uh, we didn't have them. And uh, that's, you know, we was just little kids enjoying the music we heard on the radio, trying to emulate it and just wishing it upon a star, you know. So that's what, what it was for us in those days. And um, before you signed to Motown, you actually had 
quite an extensive touring career already, uh, lots of talent shows and things. Could you tell us a bit about how you got from rehearsals at home to Motown? What was the journey? Well, uh, in the early, early 60s, we had done a few talent shows, uh, Gary Roosevelt being one of the main ones, the first ones that we had won, and uh, a few others. And all those talent, we had Denise Williams, which was one of the competitors, Competitors uh, on those talent shows because she's from Gary as well. But uh, my father used to rehearse us tremendously. You know, uh, we come home from school. He's already got that microphone set up, the amplifiers ready on standby. And all we had to do is drop our books and start rehearsing. And we did this every day of the week uh, immediately after school. Uh, and so immediately after the school, the kids walking home from school would stop by the windows of the house and fight over positions to see us practice. And uh, we didn't mind because it, it was like our audience. And uh, um, from that point, uh, we had done a lot of shows and we started doing opening shows for uh, professional groups like uh, the Dells, uh, Marshall and the Shadowlights, Tyrone Davis, uh, uh, Gladys Knight, Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's, uh, Etta James, uh, James Brown, the Eurifics, all type of bands all, all across the Midwest and the East Coast. And uh, some of the upper northern south, with I would say around St. Louis, which would be the Midwest uh, as well. But uh, we had been doing uh, shows in that area and uh, we uh, were on a bill with Jackie Wilson. I believe it was also Gladys Knight as on the bill as well. No, it was Bobby Taylor in the Vancouver's, I believe. And uh, they had access to come over to Motown. And, um, of course, we, we had said, yeah, my father sent in the, the tapes that they had access to send in. And that. But we didn't hear anything at all for two years. Then one time we were playing at the Apollo Theater. We I think we had just finished with Etta James or something like that. And um, we had a, ch a chance to go on the show. Uh, it was the David Frost show, I believe it was. And um, we had that choice, or we had a choice to go audition for Motown. And I was thinking if we do this TV show, we'll be seen all around America. All the companies could see us then. But if we just go for Motown, what if Barry Gordy don't like us? Then, you know, nothing's going to happen. Plus, he had Stevie Wonder. He was sick of the kids because all the laws that the state had, a kid can't work. But a few hours a day, that was also another thing that was against us. But anyhow, the Motown won because it was our favorite uh, uh, company and the, what have you. We loved all the artists. So we went and auditioned for Barry Gordy. And, uh, you know, he didn't want to like it, but he couldn't help it. So after we finished, you know, he didn't say that. And he's standing in the corner with his head down, chewing the side of his mouth. And he walked over to us and said, I'm going to make your first four records number one. Then after that, he said, can you perform at Donna Ross's birthday party? I'm having a birthday party for it tomorrow. And we were, were very excited about that. So we knew at that time we, we were going to be part of the Motown family. And so we uh, 
he invited us to his house that evening. And uh, Michael and Marlon and Jackie were trying to play golf. And and Barry Gordy walked over to him and asked him to try to. They told him he would give him two or three hundred dollars if he they could put the ball in the hole, which was a hole in one, which is, and the, he gave him the wrong arm to do it with. <laughs> that whole thing, but uh, we played the show for uh, Diana Ross for her birthday party, and at the show was all the stars of like Temptations and. And the miracles, Gladys Knight, all these stars, and we're singing their songs to them, and they're, you know, it, it was quite nervous, but they seemed to like the show. But that was our journey from Gary, Indiana, to Motown. How different was the studio vibe from working with Gamble and Huff on your self-titled album and going places to then self-producing Destiny, Triumph, and Victory? Well, that's a story in itself because what had happened in 1974 or five, I can't quite remember the exact year. I can look it up. That was the time when the Jackson Five had moved from Motown to Epic Records. And one of the main reasons why I, I, I found out that we had moved is because my father wanted us to grow as a band and as musicians or what have you. And he was only fighting for us to write a song or two on our next album, future albums. Of course, uh, uh, Motown felt that, uh, you know, they had a, a, a wheel that was working correctly. Why change it? You know, why fix what's not broke? So, uh, of course, we didn't get that opportunity, but Epic Records was offering us that opportunity. So, of course, we went to Epic and we signed up with them. And, uh, 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 not only that, uh, uh, I think a lot of fans and other people in the business, not all, but some were saying, you know, uh, Michael's voice is changing and this is happening. They're not going to be the same band that they were when they were younger and all these other elements that we had to face as well. But what had happened is that we had, since we were going through voice changes and that and this, they put us with uh, Kenny Gamble, Leon Huff in which uh, we had went to Philly and uh, they played music for us. And uh, of course we liked it. And they had written this music, uh, uh, got it together within two or three days, tremendous writers. Uh, and uh, uh, of course they let us uh, produce our one song that we had on the album, the first album. We had, I think we had one or two songs. And those songs got tension. Then we did another record with them Epic had noticed that our music was getting a lot of attention. So the next thing you know, they let us do a complete album. Our first album that we did completely, which was Destiny album. And from that point, we had started writing our own music. And we were doing very well with it, uh, with the music. And uh, not to say anything a, a negative about the music we did with Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff, but uh, it still wasn't us. So we wanted to, to express us as a group. And uh, I don't think if we had anybody uh, uh, from the business as producers producing us at that time, we wouldn't have been satisfied unless we presented our, our feelings in the music business. So we did get that opportunity, and we had a lot of success with it. 
So, so that's what happened during that era. There are four songs on the Destiny album which are credited to the Jacksons, uh, the songwriting credits. Are you able to talk us through a little bit uh, what the writing process was between you and your brothers? Of course. Uh, what we would do when we write a song, we would bring songs or things or whatever we toodle with on a guitar or a piano or whatever. We would bring that along. And if we didn't have a uh, a, a um, what we would call a hook line or a course, you know, we would work on the course. We would work on each other's songs to make them presentable. Uh, we would get together. And all the songs that we wrote at that time, they had meaning to them. You know, uh, we were either writing about our mother or the drummer in our group because we thought he was a great kid, but he just did things uh, the wrong way. He was too nice to people, which got him in trouble, you know. Uh, uh, so, um, but we were we would just share ideas and sit down and nail it out. Get in the studio, then record it, and, and just nail it out. I'm not the 
Hey, this is really, really Brad Sundberg, studio engineer and technical director for Michael Jackson and host of In the Studio with MJ. You're listening to the MJ Cast.
Tito, I've got a question for you uh, just in regards to uh, the like the Jackson's uh, era of the late 70s when those great albums were coming out like Destiny and Triumph. The, these albums to me are so rich creatively and for me, you know, I, I really think musically it's an artistic peak um, for, for your family in general, um, but potentially also Michael as well. Could you describe to me like what the recording sessions were like for the Destiny and Triumph albums? Well, of course I can. Yeah, well, today music is manufactured in that same fashion, so you get quite a different sound. In those days of reading, we would have live musicians and, and live recordings, and we had analog tape. So that's a whole different feel within itself, which uh, the music today sounds very stiff. We don't recognize it or realize it because that's all we know today. But the music back then had aired, it had feeling, it had mood. And that's what the music is missing. One of the things that music is missing today. And that's one of the reasons I feel that Bruno Mars music feels so good. It's because mm. he's recording in the old fashion. And that's a good thing. And that's the way the brothers like to record. My music wasn't all recorded in the old fashion, but I would say the majority of it was. And that's that's what's good about the, the music business, that you uh, have those options because uh, today we didn't have the computers and things to create music. We had to have a lot of money to create a song. So I'm not do- knocking the digital digital world because I think it's very helpful in the music but uh, uh, when you have a music that's just a natural music like analog and real musicians, real strings and all these other things and really good singing and all this, it just makes it feel good, it's human like and it feels good to the human soul and the albums were phenomenal but equally phenomenal were the tours which of those tours as the Jacksons was your favorite and why well of course uh, I, I I hold the victory tour in a whole different perspective but uh, besides the victory tour I would say the triumph tour I'm very proud of that tour because um, that tour had great music around it and then we had we had uh, uh, announced our music to the world on a few prior albums, and and it was about the Jackson. They had a Jackson feel along with the Motown stuff. You know, it's just a great feeling tour. Of course, the Victory Tour is my all-time favorite, though, because it was different, more not only more different for the Jacksons, but more different for any other band in the industry. And that's what I like about the tour because that tour. Even today, that tour still held records across the the nation for attendance, and uh, and uh, the uh, you know people get excited when other bands do one and two nights at Dodger Stadium, but the Jacksons did six nights sold out nights at the Dodger Stadium. That's a record for that facility for a concert. So I'm proud of that, and I'm very proud of it. It's a, it's a brilliant tour. It's it's my absolute favorite tour out of any of the Jacksons and, to be honest, even out of Michael's tours. Um, and I think what's important about it is it laid the framework for what uh, even Michael's tours looked like later on. The Bad Tour is incredibly inspired by what you guys did together in the Victory Tour. Well, the Jackson 5 was like magic. 
you know, and uh, 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 it, it'll always be magic. But without Michael, it, it, it's not the magic that I feel that it was. But it still is magic because we're brothers. But uh, uh, we just try to do the best we can. It, we care, care very much about our parents and our shows and our fans as well. So that's all we're doing is giving the love and sharing the love. So uh, I just want to thank you and all the other fans out there that's given us the support over the years. And uh, 50 years of support is a lot of support. And just thank you. I love you for sticking by us through thick and thin. We love you more, Tito. <laughs> now, oh, Tito, I tried to learn the guitar once and I was awful. But in your opinion, which Jackson 5 or Jackson song, if any, was the most difficult to play on guitar? Um, let me see. Difficult to play? Once you learn it, it's not difficult. That's the thing about mm. it. Yeah, and... None of them is really difficult for me, you know. Uh, when when I have to play a song that I haven't played for thirty years or so, you know, I go back and rehearse it, and it just yeah. comes back. It just comes back. It's almost like riding a bicycle uh-huh. once you get going on it. But uh, I enjoy all the music, and uh, uh, it's, it's something that I I help produce or or whatever. And I'm just um, glad to see that people are still enjoying the Jackson family. We were lucky enough to do a special episode of the MJ cast with your eldest son, Taj, uh, a couple of years ago. And we heard from him how hard both yourself and uh, your wife, Dee Dee, worked on supporting your boys' music group, 3T. He spoke incredibly strongly of all you did and all you sacrificed. Uh, would you please tell us about those times, of, about raising your boys and getting 3T together? Well, you know, uh, for me, it was all fun because my sons were a lot like me. They enjoyed the baseball. The only thing they didn't uh, inherit from me is fishing and working on cars but uh the baseball thing and the music thing was very much fun with them and they were good guys you know they had each other to play with and and they rehearsed uh, faithfully i didn't have to force them to rehearse but their mother would get on them every once in a while if they didn't rehearse long enough you know uh, sometimes they go in there and they only rehearse 10 minutes and uh, they should be rehearsing at least for a half an hour to an hour so uh but uh, uh, they wanted to be. What ha- happened with Three T is they had gone to the Jackson Five concert, and they uh, 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 enjoyed the show so much they came home, and they grabbed mops and brooms and put on the records, and they were in the living room dancing and trying to do the steps. And I said, I said, you guys want to be singers, huh? They said, yeah, they want to be like the brothers. And 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 I had said, well, you know, the brothers really play their instruments and they really sing. I said, and if you guys are going to be like us, you have to really do that. And and they said they wanted to learn. So, I, of course, I turned over the instruments, gave them a couple of guitars and drums, got some drums and keyboards and all that stuff, and a couple of little lessons here and there. And uh, they started just, you know, jamming kid style. And uh, I started really working with them and their mother. I put them in the studio and did a little demo on them and that whole thing they used to go to my parents house we had 
what we call the talent uh, 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 talent day, where all the grandkids would come over and show their talent. And so 3T was very much interested in being very good on that talent show. So they used to rehearse faithfully to, to look good, to, to have their grandparents proud of them and their uncles. I think that was what it was for. And, uh, of course, uh, they had uh, made the demo tracks and this and that. So I said, you know what? Uh, there was a group that had came out, I think was called The Boys. And I think they had a song called Sign the Duchy on the left-hand side, something like that. and yeah. and uh, Or Pass the Duchy, something like that. So I, uh, I was looking at these young kids and I said, these kids are out here doing this. You know, I said, my boys need to be out there because I think their music can sound even better or just as good. And I had some demos. So I took the music over to Gerald Busby over at Motown which he fell in love with it, wanted to sign the boys and presented the contract. And of course, at that time, my brother had started uh, uh, MJJ in the meantime. So he has said to them, you guys should be over at Epic or Columbia because uh, they sell more records than anybody. So of course, they went over to Epic. So they signed a contract with Epic and they went on Epic label because uh, MJJ wasn't quite set up. So they started with, uh, finished their recording with Epic. And, and, um, and at that time, uh, later on, when they had a song coming out, I think it was Jerry Greenberg at uh, MJJ had asked if they can come down to the MJJ label. And of course, uh, that's the move we made. And that's where they stayed. And they had some success there with their first album. And so I forget, one, one million uh, uh, copies plus. So, uh, yeah, so uh, this 3T, I'm proud of them. And uh, sometimes I have my, as big as these boys are, I still have to pull by my belt sometimes. <laughs> Teach them a lesson. I give them a swat. Yeah, we we can't have you on the show without asking you what your favorite three T song is. Well, I, I'm so old school. I like the very first record, anything, because yeah. that's the one that they put them on the map, and that's the one I think uh, represents three T. Now we feel one of the most underappreciated stories of the Jacksons is that you ended up raising unexpectedly. Uh, your three kids as a single father. So tell us yes. about unexpectedly sort of all of a sudden having to raise three kids as a single dad. Well, uh, that at that time it was, it was difficult because their mom had passed away. Of course that, that was difficult in itself, but as far as the boys, they were, my boys have always been great kids. You know, uh, they never got in trouble, never, I never had to worry about them, so it made my job a lot easier. And uh, plus, they had great uncles and, and aunties and around them to help raise them as well. And uh, so it was it was quite lo it was a loving time, you know, as far as uh, us to be together as a family. And of course, Taj and Terrell was a lot older, and TJ's still quite a, a, a middle-aged teenager, I should say. <laughs> and uh, uh, so uh, they hung around a little bit until they met some uh, Janice dancers, and <laughs> and uh, I guess they got uh, uh, 
a little too warm with them. <laughs> and, and, and of course, uh, one thing led to another. And the next thing I know, one's moving out, another one's moving out. And before you know it, you're all alone, you know? So, uh, basically, no, it was a great time in my life, uh, of being a solo father. They wasn't a problem to raise whatever. They were older boys, older teenagers, very well behaved. And matter of fact, it, it was a plus in my life. We really appreciate you sharing that. We've we've always sort of wanted you credit where credit's due, and you've you've done an amazing job, and you have raised three incredible sons who are not only talented but absolute gentlemen as well. Thanks, and a lot of that credit goes to their mothers as well. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yes.
Hi, this is Damien Shields, author of Escape Origins, the songs and stories that Michael Jackson left behind, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. Um, Tito, what kind of relationship did you and your brother Michael have? Very close. You know, uh, he was the type of brother that joked a lot. He called me TT. He was the only person. <laughs> he's the only person that gave me that name. And uh, he was a he was a lo- he was a loving and caring brother. You know, uh, he gave me uh, uh, at the at the last court date that he was exonerated from um, on the way I was riding in the car with him and my mom. And um, he said, Tito, I have a present for you uh, when we get to the house. I said, Michael, you don't have to give me no present. He said, No, I want to give you something. I said, No, Mike, I'm okay. He said, no, no, I, I've been thinking about this a long time and I just want to do this for you because I have never done anything for you and I just want to do this. So anyhow, we get to the house and he takes me to his garage and inside his garage, he's got like four Bentleys <laughs> and, wow. and he goes, pick one. He goes, pick one. I said, what? He says, pick one. I said, Mike, I can't pick one of your cards. He said, no, no, no. I have four of these, and I got a whole lot more in the warehouse in Santa Monica. And I said, Michael, I can't take one of you. He said, Tito, take one of my cards. (laughs) So anyhow, I said, Michael, I don't know which one to pick. They're all beautiful. He said, well, if I was you, I'll pick this one. And I said, why this one? He said, Bill, because for two reasons— this is the one I drive every day, and and this one, I, everyone that's sat in this car, I had them sign the ceiling of it, wow. you know, sign sign a signature of it. So, I said, "Are you sure, Michael?" He said, "Yeah." So, he gave me a Bentley, and the, that was one of the nicest things he's ever done for me. And 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 uh, I have so I have the his Bentley with the Beyonce signature in it, and my wow. mom all these other people so it's a great thing wow that's amazing and uh this might be you know quite sensitive but um can we just ask what were your last words that you shared with michael if you don't mind sharing well the last words i had seen michael i had seen him something like uh a month before he had passed away because we had a family gathering at a restaurant and uh, at the restaurant was the entire jackson family you know, mm-hmm. all the brothers and the sisters and the kids and the grand, everyone was there. And that was just the last time I had seen him. Of course, we talk about old times and the mm-hmm. music, and that whole thing, what, what each other is doing. And, you know, just enjoy yourself and being around your family. And uh, I, that was the last time, the last words I had with him. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Tito, the podcast is called the MJ Cast, but it wasn't long into the uh, the whole evolution of the show that we actually changed the tagline to news and discussion on Michael Jackson and the Jackson family because we're all such big admirers of all of your work and uh, your legacy. So we really appreciate everything you've done for us. One question Thank we you. ask: You're welcome. One question we ask every single guest on the show is always, how should Michael be remembered? 
Well, Michael should be remembered by the love that he has in his heart for anything. He cared about people. He cared about love. He cared about children. He cared. He just cared. He was a very caring person. The music he shared to us and shared and wrote for us, it was some music that carried great messages and 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 some of the lyrics uh, uh, just have good boundary and all these other elements to it he was the type of person that everyone would want to be a part of their life i think some people don't understand that michael was a different type of person he didn't have all the type of things that a normal person would have in his life matter of fact i don't think he's ever been out in the public without being bothered or hassled or can just hang out like a normal person that in yourself is very difficult and and different to live with but uh he he was a very happy person as well so um he loved the music business but he loved people even more so uh, i think that's how he should be remembered beautiful answer thank you um the time the moment that i actually became a fan of uh the jackson family and and michael jackson was watching a certain concert that took place in late 2001 I was sitting on my living room floor with my family watching the 30th anniversary special in Madison Square Garden. And I just remember that moment when you guys all hit the stage together for the first time in <laughs> 20 years. It was incredible. I, I want to know from you what, what, were, what were rehearsals like for that show? What was it like working for the first time on stage again with your brothers? You know, that was amazing because we didn't rehearse very much for that because we were so busy talking about old times and this and that. And, <laughs> and it, we goofed off a lot and that whole thing in the last few days, we had to really pull it together, but it was a lot of fun doing that whole thing. And it came off very well. Uh, uh, but that's what we did at that time. We was just, uh, goofing off in rehearsals. Uh, but we do that sometime, you know, and, uh, but, we have a thing where when we get together, it just comes together and it's almost like we've been doing this so long. It's just comes together automatically. Over the years, we've had so many re-releases upon re-releases of, of uh, Michael's albums. I don't care to remember how many times Thriller has been reissued, but the Jackson's albums were integral to his uh, legacy and they were... Uh, phenomenal albums in their own right. And do you think with the 50th anniversary this year, it's possible that we will see some re-releases with new material, perhaps even uh, concert DVDs, that sort of thing, uh, being released for the first time? I'm pretty sure there will be other things of that nature because they have been mentioned to me uh, in some earlier meetings uh, uh, last month. But uh, we just have to wait and see what's going to go on with the anniversary music. I know the brothers are recording, and we do plan to release material this year, and uh, as well as uh, maybe do some stuff with some of the old music. So, so it's going to be exciting, whatever we do. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Wow. Yes. Amazing, thank you. That's that's awesome. Um, would you mind uh, which sort of uh, are you working with any particular producers in, in particular? I remember watching the Jackson Dynasty show a few years ago. You guys were working with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis for a little bit. Well, right now, no, we're not. Right now, we're just concentrating on ourselves and yeah, and getting music and getting music and 
scouting out the the favorite ways to go. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're nearly yes. at the very end of uh, of our interview. And again, thank you so much. We've got uh, just two more questions to go of a pretty light sort of nature. We, we would love to know what, what does Tito Jackson do for fun? Well, I do a few things for fun. For fun, I, I, I like um, working on my uh, cars. And uh, for other fun, I would say I would... I still enjoy baseball, but I don't get to play because my sons don't play no more. But uh, I enjoy enjoy the outdoor life, camping and fishing and things of that nature and working on my cars. Amazing. That sounds so much fun. So what is next for Tito Jackson? Uh, The next thing for Tito Jackson is to continue on the path that I'm on. Um, I'm going to do some touring um, this year. I'm uh, doing the Tom Joyner Blues Cruise in about uh, four or five weeks and from that point, I'm doing a, a, a juke joint tour. It's a, a blues tour. Then from there, I'm going to be going to Japan, possibly, and doing a tour there. So, But the hard thing about it, because I have to schedule my tours in between other tours with the brothers. So that's the hardest part for me. But I don't mind. It's all fun. We're very grateful that you are still uh, touring. We hope you're not too tired after all of the touring that you have been doing for 50 years. Congratulations on your solo album release, Tito Time. The tracks on iTunes are fantastic. And, of course, uh, before it is released elsewhere, you can get it at cdjapan.co.jp. So, listeners, that's where to go and get it at the moment. But we will keep you updated when it is released as a wider release Tito Jackson, you've just joined us for our 50th episode of the MJ Cast. We are so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. All of our love to you and your family. Thank you very much. And I would send that love back to you. All right. And now, can you please tell LaToya that we would love to have her on the show very soon? (laughs) (laughs) I, I would let LaToya know that. Oh, please do. She's she's one of my dream guests that I would just love to have a great laugh with. I will let her know. She'll bring Donald Trump with her. No, thanks. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tito. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, Laura. Bye. Just listen.
you've been the coldest And I can't describe what your inner glow is Shaking it so the men to notice And trust all eyes on her when she throws it Ain't seen a stick since Jennifer Lopez And I'm taking it in doses Sitting there looking simple foldish Feeling me mind, then expose it Girl, you're not just around the way Thought what you got just a little too hot I see your plot really though Chicks been video fixings Getting low friction till the dough kicks in But you, you get a pass with that Looking all kind of mean and designer jeans now Back it up like time machine, come on This is Rob Hoffman, studio musician and engineer with Michael Jackson, and you're listening to the MJ cast. Guys, I can't believe you got me. That was the biggest surprise of my entire life, and I don't think I'll ever recover, ever. <laughs> Our pleasure. It was, the, it was incredible. It's not what you expect on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you dressed up. <laughs> Definitely, although we could never appreciate it. Well, on the video, on the video. Definitely. So big thank you again to Taj for helping set that interview up. We uh, had sent questions in to Tito's team in advance. There were a few questions in our list that were declined that we did not get to ask in that interview, but we did get through a lot of other topics that were more about music and not so much about current court cases and media representation and history with Michael. We've played a few great songs from Tito Jackson and the Jacksons on this episode. We kicked it off with his first single from the album Tito Time. The song's called We Made It, my personal favourite single. Uh, then we, we followed that one up with a, a song by the Jacksons. It's a song called Everybody but it's a remix version called the Opalopo Extended Disco Tweak. Thirdly, we played So Far So Good by Tito Jackson, again a new song from his new album, except this song actually features his three sons, 3T, on the song as well. Uh, We also played Get It Baby, his current single featuring Big Daddy Kane. Great, great track, great party track, I think. We also played another song kind of hidden at the start of the episode, just behind those great congratulations messages from some of our uh, friends of the show. The song was an instrumental track, uh, an instrumental version of the great song 2300 Jackson Street, which can be found on the Jackson's album by the same name, except this instrumental version was from the 12-inch single of that song. Great, great song. And if you listen to the full version of it, it actually has Michael um, doing a part on the track as well. Well, we hope you enjoyed the music on this episode, and if you're just new tuning into the MJ Cast, uh, that's another reason to listen. As we play a lot of great, great, uh, rare, um, a lot of great songs from the Jacksons. We're so honoured that we got to interview a first-generation Jackson family member, a member of the Jackson Five. Uh, Tito has just dropped his first solo album very recently you can purchase it in japan at the moment from japanese uh, division of sony q you've got the website there i think for that i sure do tito time you can buy at the moment cdjapan.co.jp and there's a few singles available on itunes as well from the album so if you go and search for tito jackson you will find the available singles on itunes also That's right. You can get We Made It and Get It Baby, both great songs. 
that's it. That's the songs. Um, and Tito also said that the album Tito Time will be coming out as a worldwide release on April 1st, um, which is a very special time for him and um, fans of the Jackson family. We can't wait to to get that album. I hope it's the double disc version that has tracks on it from 3T uh, with um, Tito as well. Hey, Laura, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you across the net? Yes, of course. So I have a YouTube channel, as mentioned before. It's called The Book of Laura. If you just type that in on YouTube, my face will come up. On Twitter, I'm at Laura E. Nick. So it's Laura E. N. I. C. H. And on Instagram, I'm at Laura Norder with two A's. It's meant to be a funny pun on Laura Norder. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all my social media links are on my YouTube anyway. So just go there and you'll find everything from there. Thanks, Laura. We can't wait to get you back on the show at some point where we can talk about your fan story as a, as a massive mega MJ fan. Yeah, I can't wait. I look forward to it. And Charles, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at C.E. Thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N. Awesome. Thank you. And of course, Charles does guest on the MJ cast fairly frequently and covers a lot of the legal issues that goes on in the Michael Jackson fan world. He's got a lot to catch everybody up on on our um, very next show. We'll be talking about the IRS trial, the latest developments in the Casio case and all kinds of things. So Charles, we look forward to that. I look forward to it as well. And of course, you can find us at themjcast.com across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find us as The MJ Cast. We're also over on Tumblr, themjcast.tumblr.com, and we look forward to your emails. You can email us, themjcast at icloud.com, and also over at the website where the episodes are, themjcast.com, you can leave comments underneath those episodes as well. You can subscribe to us across iTunes, Android podcast apps, and we are working on getting on Google Play as no, well. No, we're on there There's now. Some... James got us on there. Is it live and actually active at this moment? I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. yeah. Great. Well, congratulations. We're apparently now on Google Play. I don't even know what that is. It's basically like Google's um, online media marketplace. And the cool thing about it is it plugs into lots of those um, little devices people have in their homes now, like Amazon's echo so people can talk to it and say play the mj cast episode whatever and it'll just start playing it which is pretty cool awesome siri does that on the iphone i think mm, i don't know i haven't tried it but yeah it doesn't work with google play so pre- basically people can control our show now with their voice from any device they have so that's good well hope everybody enjoyed that episode join us again in two weeks time for our first regular episode of the season season three we're going to have lots of news to cover lots of great information about Michael Jackson and the current things that are happening in the Michael world and the Jackson's world. We hope you have a good fortnight ahead. Thank you for joining us. Charles, thank you so much for joining us today and assisting with the questions. We really appreciate it and are glad to have you back. Thank you very much. It was a real pleasure to be involved. Thank you. I hope you have a great weekend after you finally get some sleep in this uh, early, early, early morning. We love to keep you up late. Well, it's, uh, it's a pleasure, and um, I will go to bed immediately. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Charles. And Laura, thank you for letting us punk you so well and playing along and joining us today. 
Thank you so much. I've had the best time ever. I can't stop smiling. Hee hee. I hope your friends believe you when you go out and tell them what you've just done. Oh, they shall. They'll all be very jealous. So, so, so jealous. <laughs> so as Charles is heading off to bed, you are heading out to meet friends. Yes, party. <laughs> That's awesome. So thanks, Laura. And we look forward to talking to you again on a future episode. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. All right. And I'm going to say farewell now as well. So thank you, everyone. Thanks for getting us here to episode 50 and uh, welcome to season three of the MJ cast. We uh, hope you enjoy what we've got in store for you. So from me, Q, thank you very much. And Michael on. Keep Michaeling. This is Tito Jackson, and it's Tito time. Thanks for listening to the MJ cast. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Give him one more alternate of that. Is it still recording? Yeah, still recording. I'm, still I'm still going. This is Tito Jackson, and it's Tito time. And thanks for listening to the MJ cast. Oh, that's, I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get that I'll low give, voice in too. I'll give you a high one and a low one. <laughs> I like the low one. <laughs> Barry White stuff. Yeah. The MJ Cast.